Um, Meg? Yes. <laughs> uh, everybody, we're rebooting our podcast, um, Unlock Your, or sorry, Potential Unlock. Um, it's been a while since we do it, and I wanted Meg to be our first guest. Oh, wow. Okay. In the reboot. Okay, okay. <laughs> 2023. Um, so, I'm Bradley Scheller, owner of Stack Coaching. I have with us one of our most consistent members in the history of time, <laughs> Meg Ferris. First of all, we should say we just finished we did a just tough finish a workout. workout. This is me, no makeup, sweaty. And you know what's funny? The people in the gym don't recognize me when I'm Meg Ferris on TV, all done up. Yeah. But people who see me on TV will see me out like this and don't recognize me. I love it. I love it. This is, is this is the other me. I love it. That is funny. I am always like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see a you. A shower and hair and makeup, but <laughs> doesn't girl good, huh? Yeah, for sure. So um, one of the main reasons that I wanted to have you mm -hmm. as our, our first guest on the reboot was because you have completely unlocked your potential, not only as a journalist, mm -hmm. but as a human. Well, let's first start with how we met. Yeah. I have yo-yoed up and down, and I think I was in an up phase when I came and interviewed you. I'd seen some people who I knew lost weight. Right. Carl Arredondo was a co-worker, meteorologist at Channel 4, and he said he was doing this with you. And I wanted to interview people about going on the keto diet and right. working out. And I met all these people here in your gyms, that coaching would used to be Rue, who had lost all this weight. And I interviewed you. I remember. And I, I know, and, and I've even said this to you, I don't think that day that I interviewed you all dressed up and heavier than I am and all that, that you ever thought I would be in here coming seven days a week nonstop. I, I think you had me figured out. <laughs> I, I, I mean, actually, honestly, I had, I I had no idea. Oh, no, I know. But I, I mean, I knew that you knew a ton mm -hmm. about fitness, health, um, wellness, and, you know, you were always on top of every new study that mm -hmm. came out. Um, and that was kind of like your thing. So I was a little surprised when you were interested in coming. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, Bradley, this this gym has my, I know my genetics and I've, I've tried many, many different things, but this is working for me. A, a quick chronological thing. Uh, the, you know, the zeros and the teens right. ate all the crap. Okay. Yeah. The bacon and the lard. And I mean, that's what we grew up on. That was the American diet and the beignets and the sugary things. I mean, king cake was breakfast sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I have five brothers. There Still is six... for me sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can't do that. All right. So I laid down this foundation, which wasn't good for my genetics. My 20s at college, I started jogging because that was the phase. Okay. And I stopped eating red meat. And that went and I, I got, you know, I'd lose weight. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. My 30s, I started weightlifting with a trainer, but it was just three days a week. Mm -hmm. It was great. I loved it. And it was, you know, this body part on Monday, this body part on Wednesday. And it was great. And I, again, yo-yo. In my 40s, stuck with that consistently, I began boxing. And man, did I get fit when I was boxing. One-on-one -on -one training, right. boxing. So that was anaerobic, and it was good. So my father was a world-class OBGYN and figured out women need their hormones womb to tomb. And he started me on day one of placing my hormones when I was getting that perimenopause in my 40s and then menopause in my 50s. That is the secret 
and I don't want women to be scared of that. Non-oral, I get you know the injections or the patches or whatever. So now my body has what it takes to work right when I treat it right, if that right. makes sense. And I'll tell people what's interesting. There was one point where I gained 20 pounds in two months. And on me, 20 pounds is like 100 on someone else. That's bad when you're going up. When you're going down, I lose 10, 20, 15 pounds. And people are like, oh, my God, you've lost right. 50 pounds. I'm like, no, 10. That's just my body. Okay. So um, uh, when I did that, he tested, and I had low thyroid. So I had to get on thyroid replacement. No big deal. I inherited it. My mother had it. Well, toward my late 40s, same thing happened. Couldn't get off the sofa, fatigue, horrible. He figured out my body, my ovaries had stopped making testosterone before it stopped making estrogen progesterone. Put me on it, boom, the weight came off and I was good. Now I'm working out. So now we go through my 50s and I'm, I'm on all my hormone replacement and everything's feeling good. COVID hits and I couldn't go weight lift. Now, let me back up and tell you, Bradley, I don't even think I've told you this before. I had a genetic test that I may even get emotional. I saw on paper what I've known since I was six years old. Mm -hmm. And there were two categories. I was doing a story and you got the swab and I was getting ready to throw the swab away because I was just showing people on camera and the people at the company said, no, 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 we want to test. Don't, don't throw that away. We'll test it. So category for workout, there were two categories you could be. It was you work out, you burn fat, you build muscle, you're normal average or the other category was you have to work out harder longer faster more frequently more intensely than anyone to try to build muscle and burn fat of course i was number two yeah okay but seeing it on paper now the food category there were four categories one you process everything normally two you don't process carbs normally three you don't process fat or carbs normally and four, you don't process fat normally. Well, I thought, I'm going to be two for two. I don't process fat or carbs. Surprised me. It was don't process carbs norm normally. So fat and proteins, I was fine. So that was 2011. Bradley, that was the day I cut out white rice, pasta, crackers, cookies, king mm -hmm. cake, none of that. Now, that sounds like, oh, Meg, you're so disciplined. No, I don't miss it because I felt bad and uh, I gained weight. Yeah. Okay. So that was me. So I, I remember I'd gone up to interview Dr. Oz and then he came to New Orleans and saw me after I'd done that and I'd lost all this weight. And he was, he was surprised, but I, I let, I decided to work with my genetics instead of fighting it. You know what you said? You said a little while ago, um, you felt better. So you mm -hmm. didn't miss it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that saying Kate Moss is saying, mm -hmm. right nothing tastes better than skinny feels and she got railroaded for it but the reality is, is what she was saying is something very similar mm -hmm. nothing mm -hmm. tastes better than feeling good yeah it, you're right and it's the whole thing it's the sleeping it's the fatigue it's you're right, right. it's the, it's not just oh how do i look it's studies bradley people who get dementia and brain problems and 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 alzheimer's and all that are people who more likely are not on their hormone replacement and um, uh, we're not fit in their middle age. Yeah. So being in middle age, I don't want someone to have to take care of me, you know, when I'm, when I'm in my elderly years and, and that the science is clear that how you treat your body is how your brain will well, age. And, and it's interesting. And, and I think this is where like, there's a lot of confusion and I think we saying similar things, but, mm -hmm. um, 
So like at the end of the day, and I talk about this with you all the time, like mm -hmm. in order to lose weight, you have to be in a caloric deficit, period. Um, and so what a lot of people get confused about is what your hormones do to affect that. Mm -hmm. And so what your hormones do is it makes your maintenance level or your metabolic set point lower and lower and lower. You have mm -hmm. to be in a more of a caloric deficit or you have mm -hmm. to eat even less calories because your hormones aren't working properly. Been there, done that. Right. And so in, when your hormones are functioning properly or humming at an A-plus level, mm -hmm. right, you, you have a lot more margin of error. Do but, you have oil in your car? Right. You don't and have it, oil in creates, your car. It's still going to run, but right. you run better with oil. And it gives you the ability to create progress mm -hmm. a little bit quicker. Or when you yeah. start to see progress, it keeps you motivated. Mm -hmm. Right? Totally. Yeah. Yes. And then if you're if you're like out here working an hour and a half every single day, mm -hmm. and you're basically shoving your head into a wall because you know you're trying to eat properly, but there is mm -hmm. no margin of error because your hormones are messed mm -hmm. up. How discouraging is that? Totally. Been there, done that. And Bradley, in college, when I, I lost 15 pounds in, uh, um, in six weeks, I remember, I was eating 500 calories a day. Stupid. But I know the science now. But everyone, ooh, you look so good. But guess what? I was skinny fat. Mm -hmm. I had lost weight, but I didn't build a muscle. Yeah. So it was totally unsustainable. And I did intermittent fasting. What I'd do is I'd eat breakfast, I'd eat lunch, not enough protein, and then I wouldn't eat again till breakfast the next morning but you know so i was doing intermittent fasting before it had a name but before every yes <laughs> every decade learning the science and learning meg's genetics which doesn't work for everyone oh, but it yeah worked. i love that it it got me to where i am now let's come to to now so in my 50s i'm on my hormones i'm working out i'm, I'm doing okay but weight started creeping up well i found out that my hormone patches my estrogen wasn't absorbing anymore. So I gained, I gained weight. And the doctor said, I see this all the time in women your age, the, the patches stop absorbing. She goes, time to switch over to what your dad called shot of the month club. My father was deceased by then. So to get my injections um, that way. And which it, shot was it? So this was my estrogen okay. and my progesterone. And then my testosterone is a gel that I use to replace what your ovaries don't make anymore. I don't want people to think I'm on testosterone. It's right. Okay. And again, everything started working right. So then I come to you. So what happens is COVID hits and my gym closes and I'm just jogging for six months and my knees are starting to hurt. Oh, yeah, Bradley, I'm back to the old Meg where I jogged. I ran a marathon overweight. Okay. I can't believe it. The, the, the heavy girl in first grade who got picked last for Red Rover. Okay ran a marathon, but I still was overweight. So um, I was, the gym closed and we were all worried. And I came to your gym because I knew it was open and the science was coming out that you could work out uh, more outside open and yours was outside, inside. And, but the whole wall, you know, the walls were open and, and the, that CrossFit model. And it just clicked. And a year ago, so that was like a year and a quarter. A year ago, Bradley, I realized, wait a minute, Meg, the whole, the science on you is sugar, is carbs, simple carbs store in you. Mm -hmm. And guess what, Bradley? I was eating purple grapes, love, but I'd eat like a whole container. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. We've all been there. Come on. I mean, you know, I, you know, also, in college, a, whole, a whole container of purple grapes costs like $15. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
But look, it's better than so expensive? eating the whole sleeve of cookies. Okay, BC, yeah. in, my, in my mind. But for my genetics, it wasn't. And so I started looking into stuff, and I realized berries, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, I get that same, you know, um, satiety. I love that. But all of a sudden, the weights are falling off. And one more thing I had to cut out. My beloved Greek non-fat plain yogurt, and I know every, I know, oh, it's good for you. But Mackie Shillstone, the fitness expert, had said, Meg, it's loaded with natural sugar. So for me, it didn't work. And so I, I love it. Cottage cheese is great. I'd eat all the non-fat. But remember, my body, fat, I yeah. can process sugar. Well, and for, for things like... And so and that, the weight zoomed off. Right. So for people to understand, um, if you take the uh, fat out of a Greek yogurt or mm -hmm. cottage cheese mm -hmm. and you make it non-fat, you know the carb level goes up because there's more of it. And so you're replacing calories with calories, basically. And, mm -hmm. and so like the grapes versus cookies, right? <laughs> um, I mean, grapes are more glycemic than berries. So mm -hmm. they could be carbier than They are carbier they're than They're high berries. glycemic. So mm -hmm. it is, you know, they're going to have more calories mm -hmm. per serving than berries. So that's mm -hmm. why it's more sim it's similar to a cookie, yeah. right? Um, and so like, I, I, you know, I tell people at the end of the day, sugar is sugar, carbs mm -hmm. are carbs. You know, like if, if you could eat, 200 carbs a day and lose weight. Well, it doesn't matter if those 200 carbs keep yeah. this in perspective yes. from what I'm about to say. It doesn't matter if you're eating 200 carbs of, mm -hmm. uh, of sugar mm -hmm. or 200 carbs of broccoli. Now right. here's the difference. Okay. Like it's the broccoli has fiber. There's all kinds of satiating things that has to mm -hmm. do it. You got to make sure you're getting your micronutrients in and mm -hmm. all your vitamins and minerals, mm -hmm. those types of things. But, uh, at the end of the day, the carbs are the carbs. So, like, yeah, grapes mm -hmm. could be uh, tough for men. Yeah, absolutely. And, yes, you're getting the polyphenols, which are great, and all those wonderful things. Okay, so let me give you another one. So I always like something after dinner. And um, I found 100% chocolate bars, 100% zero sugar in them. Now, they are bitter, but I love I love 100% dark chocolate. Here's the thing. And that I look at these things, 80%, 90%, sugar, sugar, sugar. Okay. So, um, uh, yes, the whole bar is 500 calories of fat. It's got good stuff in it. So I discipline myself now, and I just want that little taste, and I break off like two little squares. Well, yeah. And that's what I have, Bradley. And so it has been a 45-year learning process about what is best for me and learning the science and following you know what I learned from my dad and one thing I, I, I hear and I don't know if you know you're doing this mm -hmm. or not but you are considering your caloric intake oh absolutely right and so mm -hmm. what Meg was talking about is she said like the entire chocolate bar is like sarcastically speaking 500 no I think it is well <laughs> it's big well, yeah it is <laughs> yeah okay maybe 500 calories yeah, I mean yeah. like you know like let's yeah. say it's a, a, a gigantic load of fat grams which mm -hmm. equals more calories mm -hmm. um but Meg said, I'm eating two squares, mm -hmm. right? I think when people don't have the understanding of, uh, you know, the energy balance equation, mm -hmm. you know, calories in versus calories out, mm -hmm. and they just want to stay like doctor indoctrinated to a single mm -hmm. dogma or diet, mm -hmm. you tend to overeat. Mm -hmm. And so like, you think you're doing keto, 
right? But you're actually just eating way more calories than you're expending, mm -hmm. and it becomes difficult to lose weight over the long term. Right, absolutely. And, and I learned too, and, and you know this, too much of a deficit makes your metabolism yeah, go into storage mode. And it lowers your hormones. It, 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 exactly. It's, it's going back to the caveman. Oh my gosh, we're in a famine. Shut down the metabolism and store, store, store. Well, the, and the other thing it does is if you stay in a deficit for too long, mm -hmm. you have decreased energy levels. So if you have decreased energy levels, then you have a decreased energy output for the day when it mm -hmm. comes to like your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, mm -hmm. which we call NEAT. So you fidget a little bit less. You might walk oh. a little bit less. You move a little bit mm -hmm. less in general. Mm -hmm. And so that lowers your total daily energy expenditure because you are eating less food. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times with people that are overweight, Okay. Um, and this isn't always the case, but it's sometimes the case. Okay. We get them and, you know, we wonder, are you accurately tracking your calories? Because you're only eating 1200, 1300 calories a day. How can this be? Mm -hmm. Well, they eat, they have eaten so few calories for so long that they don't move throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can't, it's hard to take someone that's eating 1200 calories and say, we're going to eat 800 calories and then reverse our way up. Sometimes the best way to do it is just start them on a reverse diet and start mm -hmm. increasing their energy intake mm -hmm. to where we increase their energy expenditure mm -hmm. and we get them to move a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know there are, there are studies where people were on 900 calories and they increased them to like 1400 and they actually lost they, they, weight. They start to increase yeah. their energy. Yeah, and what do you think, Bradley, about like I know some people believe in the cheat day where they where they fluctuate. And sometimes I will eat more on days, but I know my control level and I know if I know certain triggers. Like there's this is I I've just taught myself this uh in the last several months. I edit in the grocery store. There are certain things that if I bring home, if they're in the house, it's gonna be eaten. I love like to get a good like cashew butter or an almond butter. And you think, oh, one scoop or whatever, good for you, protein, fats, which I, I process yeah. well. But with those, I find myself a little bite, a little bite, a little bite, a little bite, and all of a sudden half the jar is gone. So what I have to say to myself, self, in the grocery, you can't have that in your house because with that, you won't discipline. I mean, most people have the best willpower in the grocery store. They have it a lot less at the house, right? Yes. Um, but you asked me about the cheat day. Yes. Right? So I am not a fan of a cheat day, mm -hmm. right? And, and here is why, mm -hmm. okay? Again, if we go back to your energy balance, right? It takes 3,500 calories over maintenance in order to gain a pound. It takes 3,500 calories under maintenance to lose a pound. That is a rolling caloric mm -hmm. maintenance level, okay? Um, so let's say... For just to make it simple math, okay, let's say you eat 2,000 calories every day. That is mm -hmm. your maintenance level, 2,000 calories every day, okay? And maintenance levels can change, again, with your energy expenditure, mm -hmm. um, but it has to do with a lot of different things, all right? So let's say you eat 2,000 calories, 2,000 calories, 2,000 calories, 2,000 calories. And then on your cheat day, mm -hmm. okay, which is day six, day seven, whatever, okay, you decide, I'm going to go out and I'm going to hang out with my friends and I'm going to go to eat uh, breakfast out. Breakfast out is generally highly caloric. I don't mm -hmm. care how you spin it, okay, it's highly caloric, all right? Let's say I'm going to go get uh, a hamburger and have a couple of beers, okay? Well, we just easily ate, you know, oh. 1,500, 1,600 calories, okay? 
And then we decide I'm going to eat pizza and have a couple mm-hmm. more drinks, maybe some ice cream after. And then we just added another 2000 calories. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now for the day, maybe you are at 4,000 calories instead of two, which is super easy, super easy. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm like blank- it is really easy to eat 4,000 calories in a day. Okay. <laughs> Easily. So if you do that two weeks in a row, well, now your cheat day just gained you a pound. Mm, okay. Right? It's like we say in the nutrition world all the time, 80% of the effort does not equal 80% of the results. Mm-hmm. It does in fitness. Mm-hmm. It does not in nutrition. Yes. Right? Yeah. So in that 20% time mm-hmm. you say, I'm going to cheat, you can easily overeat so much that it sabotages your entire week. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't do that. I'll tell you, I remember the day, and this was years ago, when I realized I, Meg, not everyone else, had to give up Froyo. Okay. I loved my frozen Mm -hmm. yogurt. And I realized that for me, I didn't eat like a little taste of it. I wanted a big thing and I could sit there and eat watching TV. And I remember the day saying to myself, this is the last day you're going to have frozen yogurt because for you, it's too much sugar. And I, and I, Cut it out. It was like I told myself I mourned the loss yeah. of not having that sensation of eating that nice, cold, you know, smooth frozen yogurt. But um, I'm fine. I'm a lot. I don't miss right. it, and I and I'm fine. And my blood my, my blood normals are uh, levels are incredible. Yeah. Um, my good cholesterol is off the charts, and that's a product of of you know living this way. But I will tell you, and, and you know this. Um, I, this is so interesting. So my knees and hip joints started hurting and I thought it was the, and part of it is the decades of right. running, jogging on concrete um, and, and maybe doing some things in the gym, a little straining or too deep in squats for me with the way my cue angle, the way my right. bones are screwed in. Okay. And so, um, um, but I, I went to, I would say about 10 orthopedic guys and, and 90% of them were awesome. But I just went to one, Jacques Casalt at, at Tulane, a sports medicine guy. And I, I said, you listen to me. I said, if you tell me I can't work out, because it's for up here, okay? Yeah. And he discovered something. And this was just two weeks ago, Bradley. And I, I got tears in my eyes and I got up and I said, I have to give you a hug. He discovered that my vitamin B folate is not metabolized correctly. And he said it's fairly common in people. He, he just published a study. And I said, I take vitamin B every day. And he said, and your blood's loaded with it. It's not being used. I'm mm. going to switch you to a different one. And he said, I think that's why you get all these fascia knots and they're pulling on your joints. And that's why you're in pain. Now I'm still coming to the gym and he knows that. He said, you are actually helping your joints by doing all this, even though you're in pain. Um, he said, cause you're building your muscle to support you. He said, but you need to give this new vitamin B three, four, five months to let your marrow make new red blood cells. And then I, he goes, I think we're going to make a huge difference. How are you me. feeling right now? Any well, better? I just start, I just, okay, started, just started it. Yeah. Okay. And, and so no, no, my knees and hips hurt, but you see, that's not an excuse not to work out as long as I got clearance from the doctor. Yeah, as long as you're not doing something detrimental to your progress. Correct. Correct. And I believe me, I talked to him about all that, but my point is when people say, Oh, I hurt or Oh, this, or, Oh, I'm tired. You have to be consistent. And I think people think, oh, you're disciplined. This is fun here. I love the people. I love the 20, 30, 40, 50 year olds I work out with. It, there's mothers, daughters here. I, I love it here. And, and everyone's so encouraging and people are pushing you. 
And, um, and I don't think people realize that working out, a friend of mine, Belinda said, Meg, we don't have to work out. We get to work out Ooh. every day. I know because I, I interview like a lot of people yeah. who can't work out Bradley and it breaks my heart. And the feeling, the euphoria and the brain chemistry and all that, all the, everything you get from it. But this is, this is recess. Work is the classroom. <laughs> you were talking about your doctor and, and, yeah. and the health and, and mm -hmm. you said you work out for up here, you know, and I tell people this all the time. This is like mm -hmm. my number one mantra is that fitness is for wellness. Nutrition is for weight loss. Wait, fitness is for well. Yes. Fitness is for wellness. Absolutely. Is for weight loss. And I see people all the time. If you chase calories with fitness, you're never going to accomplish your goals because there will come a time when you can't work out. You, you just described happens. me. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. um, I was thinking about this and I've said this for a long time and, and I said this, you know, this happened to me. I pulled my groin or strained mm -hmm. my groin mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, squatting. I let it heal, you know, a couple of days. I'm like, oh, I feel better. So I decided to do like some heavy, heavy. front rack reverse lunges. <laughs> and then it was kind of okay. And then the next week, strained it again. And I'm like, all right, I need to chill out. And so I, th I was thinking about that like on my lower body workout mm -hmm. days. I'm doing a lot of body weight, making sure I'm not mm -hmm. pulling it or anything um, and just moving. But if I was under the mindset of, well, I need to work out today to justify my caloric intake, well, now I'm gaining weight on these days that I can't work out. Yes. Rather, I control my caloric, you know, I control yeah. my energy balance via what I eat. And I work out to be fit for longevity, yes. to feel good for, mm -hmm. for my uh, psyche, function. Yeah, for yeah. function, mm -hmm. you know, to stress relief. That's why I work out. Well, you know what you just said, I've heard bodybuilders say it in two ways. Abs are made in the kitchen. Yeah, always. And the other one is you can't fix a bad diet in the gym. Yeah. And that's what you, you say. Bradley, I think people don't know about you, and I didn't know this about you until you showed me pictures. I mean, because, you know, you take off your shirt in the gym and you're ripped, and then, you know, you go through Thank cycles you. where you want to build. And and you you were overweight when, uh, many, many years ago. And I didn't, because... You know how sometimes you look at someone and say, oh, that person looks good, but you can tell he or she used to be overweight. I look at you and think, oh, he, he doesn't understand me. He's always been, he's been since high school, since grammar right. school. But you've been there and back, bought the T-shirt, and yeah. so you get it. Yeah, always. I've, yeah. I've been, uh, I was overweight from, oh, fifth grade mm -hmm. through 33, mm -hmm. 34, right? I even like, I say I opened this gym overweight. Mm -hmm. um, other people disagree with that, mm -hmm. but I was like, what I think matters more than what anyone else thinks. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter. And that's true yeah. because it's how I feel. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I was, when I graduated college, I was 225, 230 mm -hmm. pounds, but I, I'm five, nine mm -hmm. and it wasn't muscle. Like if I was 220 pounds today, mm -hmm. I, I would look like a beefcake walking mm -hmm. around. I didn't look like a beefcake. I looked like a beef roll. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, Something like yeah. that. You know? Yeah. Um, it was, it was uh, discouraging. Yes. You know, um, and I am very, I'm empathetic towards people that struggle to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very empathetic to people who don't know how to, how lose, to yes. lose weight. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get less empathetic when you know and you refuse to make changes. Well, I, I've had viewers and they'll call and they'll write, what do you do? And I'll say, meet me here. And sometimes they do, or sometimes I go, they'll write off, not doing what you're doing. 
And remember, mine was a 40-year progression. And then other times people come and then they quit. And, and the studies show that it takes, you know, six weeks, first six weeks, you don't feel good. You're kind of breaking your body yeah. down. After three months, you start craving it. After six months, you wake up in the morning and you're, you're I have to go work and look, out. It takes 66 days to make a habit. Mm -hmm. Okay. 66 okay. days. So mm -hmm. you have to do something consistently mm -hmm. for 66 days in order mm -hmm. for it to become a habit. So when those days are hard and you don't want to get out of bed, you just have to get out of bed. Absolutely. Okay? But I find I want to. I, I used to go through that, but again, I don't have to work out. I get to work out. It starts my day off well, and I'll miss that adrenaline. I think, um, and I, I don't think people understand, and I mean, every gym's different. Um, what I strive to do is I want to collect a community of people mm -hmm. that have a like-minded mindset towards making themselves better mm -hmm. in whatever way that might be. It might be aesthetically. It might be mentally, um, uh, health-wise, whatever, you know? Um, and so I tell people all the time, like, if there's something you don't want to do here, mm -hmm. we'll change it. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Yeah. You pay me. Right? Yeah. Or modify. <laughs> right, or modify. You know, I mean. like, had to, if there's I don't something jump you're on a box with, anymore. Right. Yeah. But at I, the end I of the day, at the end of the day, show up. Yep. Just show up. Showing all right? up. We'll give you something to do for you to fitness for mm -hmm. an hour. Yeah. Right? And we might control that intensity level. You know, we had a girl today working on this workout that you just completed, which was pretty crazy. Uh-huh. Right? It was good. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun workout. Yeah. It ended up being like over an hour. Mm -hmm. um, and she hadn't worked out for seven days. She's been out of town, hadn't worked out for seven days. I don't days. even know who you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. And so I, I saw she was struggling in the very first five oh. minutes. And I was like, hey, are you all right? Like, do you feel okay? Yeah. She's like, no, I'm just, I haven't worked out in seven days and I'm feeling kind of tired. And I'm like, mm -hmm. look. I said, instead of doing four rounds of each one of these sections, do three. Like, save yourself a little bit. Get ready to work out for Monday. You helped yeah. her up here. Yeah, I'm like, just get yourself back in here. You're here. Let's not, like, kill ourselves to where we don't want to work out tomorrow. We don't want to work out on Monday. We don't want to work out on mm -hmm. Tuesday. You know, let's give yourself a re-indoctrination into fitness. Let's move for 35 minutes mm -hmm. and show up mm -hmm. on Monday. Yeah. Oh, Wow. Wow. You know, it's so interesting, everything you say, but I, I've, this formula works for me socially, mm -hmm. um, emotionally, yeah. physically, mentally. I mean, I, I can't say it enough. This, this, uh, would you call this hit high intensity interval training? Some, um, some days, some there's mm -hmm. parts of it, right? Mm -hmm. So like our structure, uh, for mm -hmm. those of you who don't know, and it's on our shirts now <laughs> is we do uh, a warm up. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what I call a hot start, which is like a transition from the warm up to the strength mm -hmm. training. Um, and the hot start is more hit. Uh, it involves some lightweight, some body weight movement. So we get our heart going mm -hmm. um, in order to hit that strength because you do want an elevated heart rate when you t start your strength um, mm -hmm. workout. So then we do our strength and then we have accessory work to the strength workout. And then we do some metabolic conditioning at the end. Mm -hmm. um, so Parts of our workout is HIT, parts of it's functional fitness, parts mm -hmm. of it's powerlifting, parts of it is CrossFit sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, changes every day, change every which day. We, keeps my We do yeah, our own yeah. thing. Yeah. We do our own thing yeah. here at yeah. Stacked. Um, and mm -hmm. I took a lot, you know, there are ways where you can take pieces and parts mm -hmm. of fitness regimens, put them together, mm -hmm. and you're like, this is our thing, and it's just a pile of shit. <laughs> Because there's no... Can we say that on TV? Yeah, oh, no, we say There's no formula or progression mm -hmm. why, mm -hmm. right? Um, but rather, 
what we do is we'll take this strength section, mm -hmm. you know, from this particular style mm -hmm. of fitness or weightlifting mm -hmm. or strength training, and we will work that for 12 weeks mm -hmm. in that particular section. Mm -hmm. So the sections might change, okay, um, in terms of what types of fitness we're doing, but the progression is there for a cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, Bradley, I, I, I want my annual OBGYN visit. My father. No one loves but, an OBGYN. Yes, more, yes. For the other day, and and um, that make you get on the scale. Of course, it's a health thing before. And I used to try to get out of it. I mean, I had every little, not for them for their medical records because I didn't want to see what I weighed. And I got on the scale, and I have to tell you, I, I looked at the the nurse and I said is this cat, something's wrong with it. She goes, oh, you probably ate. And she was, you know, trying to, and I said, wait, 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 I'm not saying I'm upset by the number. I'm saying I'm shocked the number was as low as it was. I had broken down. I, I was 1.3 pounds heavier than I was at my lowest as an adult. And I said, no, this is a good number. And, and she said, it is. I said, and she goes, yeah, it is. But I thought you were upset about it. And I said, no, I'm just shocked. And I don't think people understand when you weight lift, they think, oh, I'm going to get muscular. When you have more muscle in your body at rest, you burn more calories. Yeah. And you're more fit, you're more functional. Now, when you work out your muscles and you have diabetes, which thank goodness I don't, you metabolize your insulin better. A fit muscle works better at rest. My mom, uh, you've met my mom. Mm -hmm. She works out at She works out here, yeah. yeah. Um, and 7.30 is our... I call it our forever fit class. Uh -huh. um, and so I have my mom, my uncles in that class, my aunt. Uh, and my aunt, oddly enough, we talked about this earlier, mm -hmm. my aunt has early onset dementia. Mm -hmm. um, and it has taken a little bit turn for the worse mm -hmm. recently. But I had her in the gym yesterday. I coached her. I coached her last week. Um, and she shows up. She shows up. She shows up. And Sometimes she doesn't know where she is mm -hmm. in the gym and I have to lead her through, but she's here. And I will say that very much so recently and from what I understand with my mom um, and my cousins mm -hmm. and, you know, what they have to deal with, uh, she is more alert while she is working out and weightlifting than outside of the gym. Absolutely. Um, and I love to see it. Blood flow. You know, we were talking. I was talking about the camaraderie here and how everyone kind of pulls for everyone. So we start the workout off in a circle and answering the question of the day, right. which gets you to know people. And and you you've worked out with someone seven months, and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't know that about you. And yeah. it's really interesting. But the studies show, if you have something, someone you're committed to, you're more likely to stick with it. So that could be going with your spouse. When I was training for that marathon, it was my German shepherd at my side because every morning he was nudging. He couldn't wait to go run 10 miles. He was nudging me. It could be um, showing up in a class. There is no question that I know that when I hit that button that I'm coming to the class. And if I don't come or, you know, if I'm not here, people are, where are you? That absolutely makes me work out better and harder with the group. I, that's so encouraging more than being by yourself. And especially if you play my music, Bradley, you know, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm really working out. If you play my music <laughs> from my age of discovery. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, so we were talking about my mom, though. I mean, yeah. she was super excited. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom has struggled with her weight her mm -hmm. entire life, and she has diabetes. And mm -hmm. um, 
throughout her, you know, it's interesting. Meg was talking about how a higher fat diet su mm -hmm. suited her. And my mm -hmm. mom was kind of on a moderate fat diet following mm -hmm. doctor's advice, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, but she good fat, lose, good fat. Yeah, but I mean, she couldn't Salmon. lose weight. Yeah, not, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I took over her nutrition for a little bit and I lowered her fat, increased her carbohydrates, okay. which people think is a no-no for diet. Mm -hmm. Di uh, diabetes. Uh -huh. um, but low glycemic carbs? You're... No, I oh. let her eat whatever she okay. wanted. But okay. we weighed and tracked her food, so I knew exactly oh. how many carbs Portion. she was eating, exactly how many mm -hmm. calories she was She lost weight, and they had to lower her insulin level, and they could not keep up. Wow. And wow. so, you know, I, I say all the time, like, I go to, um, I don't, actually don't have a primary doctor. Mm -hmm. I need one, mm -hmm. but I don't have one. Yeah. So I go to the executive health screening mm -hmm. at Oshner, which mm -hmm. I love because mm -hmm. you could do all your tests for the year mm -hmm. um, right then there in a two hour span. Mm -hmm. They call you up that day. Let's go over your results. Mm -hmm. It's great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and I asked them every year. I said like, Hey, what is the number one thing you can do to increase your biomarkers, make your blood panels mm -hmm. look better, lipid panels, all those things. They say, I'll say the same thing every single time. Lose weight. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it is tremendous what it does for every organ. Your brain, your eyes, your skin, yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything. So recently, and, you know, my mom kind of uh, took a break from, from dieting a little mm -hmm. bit, which is, which is great. She mm -hmm. still doesn't, she looks amazing. Mm -hmm. um, she's in the gym crushing it. And she came to me yesterday and she's, she's strong. My mom is strong, mm -hmm. right? And she says to me yesterday, uh, hey, I got great news from my doctor. Like my A1C levels are the best they've been mm -hmm. in a couple of years. Um, and they might have to stop the insulin soon. Oh, wow. That's... Yeah, she's 65, 66, yeah. something like yeah. that. 67, she's 67. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and you see, when, when, when your blood sugar is elevated, this is what I want people to understand at home, it is wearing down every blood vessel in your body. That's why you're more likely to have stroke, yeah. heart attack. It is wearing down, wearing down. That sugar is, is wearing down, and so that's why... You, uh, your health gets so bad. And here's the other thing, Bradley, when you eat, and for me, and this is true, when you have too much simple sugar in your diet, it makes you crave more sugar and want more sugar. Oh, that's for sure. And diet drinks, run, don't walk, and throw them away and stop Interesting. Them. I just started drinking Diet Coke six months ago, and I've drank more Diet Coke than I ever have in the past. But here's why. Okay, here's the difference. But I'll give you the science. Go ahead. Yeah. So... What, what the artificial sugars do in the mm -hmm. diet drinks, if Meg is right, mm -hmm. is it blocks your flavor receptors that um, keeps you craving more, more sugar. sugar. Yes, mm -hmm. that is 100% true. Um, if you are someone, though, that knows exactly how many calories you're putting in your mm -hmm. body, then you could drink a couple of diet drinks and control your calorie levels. If you're not, then yes, it could jack with your ability to recognize mm -hmm how much sugar you crave or how much sugar you want to put right, in. So I'm gonna, but I'm gonna give you some science that was done right here at LSU Health Sciences Center. So they've found that um, when you drink those, those fake sugars, I'm gonna call them, um, you, know, you know the gut biome, yep. the, the bacteria, yeah. the trillions of bacteria in your gut are the ones digesting. You aren't digesting your food, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. In one week, it changes them to be equal to like a diabetic and they are responsible for your immune system for your brain, there's a connection with your, your brain health. And so they do things to your gut bacteria that, that are not good. And so um, I, when, when I, now this again, going back decades, I switched to, you know, water with lemon or something in it or plain water, or um, I'll make green and black tea, tea bag, 
and then I'll my, put my lemon and I'll put um, mint in it. I never did like sweet tea. I just didn't grow up on that. I grew up on every other kind of sugar. But anyway, um, that's that's what sugar. I have. And and I can save those calories oh, for I my save food. Calories. Save your calories for to food. To chew them. I'm into it. I'm always into chewing food. Yeah. Um, so Meg, this okay. the show is called Potential Unlocked. All okay. right. And so I want I want to get in on this for everybody here. All right. Okay. You are an Emmy Award winning journalist. Can you believe that? It only took me 41 years. 41 years. <laughs> Emmy Award winning journalist. To become an overnight success. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what I like, what is inside of you or what did you have to realize along the way that brought you to this point? Um, I loved biology and I would go watch my dad do in high school surgeries and stuff. But I loved Barbara Streisand. I wanted her job. Okay. Now I'm going, I'm, this is adolescence. It's a yeah, teenager yeah. when, you, you know, right. I am this guy. And when I was in college and my father said, you can't do anything with an undergraduate biology degree. And, you know, an actress, you're going to be, you know, going can be without Could a job. You sing? Yeah. Um, I can sing, but I don't have like that kind of right. voice. No, that right. trained kind of incredible voice. I can carry a tune. You hear me singing in the gym all the time. That's about my level. Anyway, right. um, um, I had to take a class at Ole Miss. Um, it was public relations. And the public relations director of the school taught it. Now, we all took it as an elective because the cute football players were in the class. But it was through the School of Journalism. And that changed everything. And that's when, how I got hooked on television news reporting and look i'm using the medic biology training i had and i'm using the theater training i had because you have to perform even though it's yeah. not a script it's it's live television but what drives me bradley and i can get emotional over this is i've interviewed lots of quote unquote celebrities and stars what drives me is interviewing the everyday everyday new orleans people i adore them i love them when i know that just my job that day can help someone get to a doctor where they can hear again. That's just a story I just did or where people help them rebuild their home or something. That just, um, I just feel there's just, I just feel tremendous purpose when I leave my job. See, I'm getting emotional. Oh yeah, I complain. Oh yeah, there are days when I, you you just like everyone else, you know, where you want to scream or throw something because it's frustrating. It's hard deadlines. It's, um, Anyway, but I just, I love to talk to people. So one thing that I noticed, mm-hmm. um, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but as hard worker and consistent you are in the gym, mm-hmm. you're the same way at your job. Yeah, you know, my father was a World War II veteran. And my mother, we, you just, it was that the greatest generation, right? Um, you went to school. You didn't get to stay home because you just didn't feel like right. it. You had to have fever, okay? And yeah. he was a doctor. We learned from the greatest generation. And, and dad, who didn't have all the opportunities that, that he was able to give to me and my five brothers, um, we just, you just learn discipline and you do it. Not showing up was not an option. And look, one of my five brothers said, uh, his mom and dad are gone. He said, Margie and Charles handed us the ball on the half yard line. If the six of us couldn't get it in the end zone, shame on us. Okay. Because right. some people are handed the ball in childhood way deep, you yeah. know, in the other territory. So um, um, I, I learned that I had the benefit of parents who um, discipline, but encouragement, 
And, um, and you knew if, when we did something wrong, it hurt more that we were going to disappoint them. Yeah. And, and they were loving, wonderful parents. So It sounds to me that the love of your craft or, mm -hmm. or helping people, as mm -hmm. you described, is what drives you on a daily basis to grind, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, now, I would say, you know, like, this isn't a uh, equal opportunity um, career, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, some journalists are just better than others. Oh, absolutely. And you are at the top of your class. But I can always learn. You can always learn. But I'm going to say you're at the top of your class. And I'm sure you know in some way that you do a good job. And, mm -hmm. and the Emmy supports and that. Some days, yes. Other days, you know. So other people, like, what is it that you have that they don't? Or what is it something that oh you goodness. realized along the way that maybe they don't or is it a care is it a love is it you know yes first of all bradley um i i wanted it was put me in coach i, I was a, a desk assistant an intern and nobody believed me and they wouldn't put me in and um and so i went through frustrating time and then i got to do a community report a community yeah. calendar and then they wouldn't put me in doing hard news and um i don't know i just kept you know, plugging, plugging away. But yeah, I'd have my times when I'd go home and woe is me and they don't like me and why won't they make me the medical reporter because the other medical reporter left. So yeah, and, and someone told me, um, just go out and do a story. And I said, what do you mean? Set up a story, ask for a photographer and just go out and do it. So I had to show people that I could do it. I had to prove myself. And so there, yeah, there were times I had to do that, but you know, I just, um, I, I, I love doing what I do. Um, I, I love knowing that information can change someone's life. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm far from perfect, but I look at these young, I'm gonna call them kids, they're grownups who come in and they have to shoot and edit on their own. I still get a photographer and they still make their deadline and they don't miss slot. And I'm so impressed. That's I'm impressive. so impressed. The business has changed. I don't like that, but I'm so impressed with some of these people. But they burn out. I don't think they're going to be there 41 years like I have, because it, they they burn out. They got to grind now. The grind is harder. is even harder. Yeah. Is even harder. Yeah. So last question. Mm -hmm. Someone out there looking to change, better themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what's your advice to them? Okay. So let me tell you this. Um, Years ago, um, uh, Mark LeBlanc was my trainer for many years, and we were very, very, very good friends, still are. And he said, you work harder than other people in the gym, but I don't get the results. Remember, my genetics show yeah. I'm not going right. to, it's going to take me longer, harder. Okay. And he said, your drive comes from the fact that it didn't come natural, and you know what it's like to be out of shape and fat when you yeah. were young. And he said, other people don't have your drive. And look at their natural genetic bodies. Yeah. If they had your drive, oh, my God. And so I think part of my drive comes from when I tell the viewers on Weight Loss Wednesday, they know I've been there and done that. They know I've been in their shoes back and forth. And so um, I, I think, you know, part of that is the drive is from within. I think part of it's my parents. Um, I think if they just let it realize how much fun they can have and how good it feels. It's all about health, right? Health is wealth. Um, yes, the residual is the psychosocial, 
that you get, you know, you don't have as much time at home in the morning throwing clothes off the rack because nothing fits. That's a little side benefit. But going to the doctor and, and, and the doctor being, how, how old are you? What? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, that is like, yeah, you see, stop judging people by there's so much ageism and just, you know, look, and when I, whenever I've had anything medical, the doctors say, oh my God, you heal so fast. Well, they're used to seeing smokers. They used to seeing diabetics, mm-hmm. all those things that make your body not repair itself. Yeah. So there you go. I wish I hadn't sunbathed in my youth. That's the tip I would give I'm trying people. to get out of that right now. Oh, I'm trying stop, to get out of that. please. I'm 39. I'm about to turn 40. And I've just come to the realization I need to take care Bradley, of this stuff. We'll, we'll have to do an entire another show. It's not birthdays. It's sun damage that makes you look older. Birthdays are just a there little bit of... That's the big tip to take away from this. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Well, Meg, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bradley, this has been a great partnership. Yeah. All right, everybody. Let's get stacked. Yeah.